Welcome to Top Landing Gear and to our series of interviews from the 2021 Bournemouth Air Festival. Now, since its launch in 2008, the Bournemouth Air Festival has established itself as one of the UK's leading public aviation events and is estimated to generate in the region of £30 million annually to the local economy. It's certainly highly regarded by aviation fans and display teams alike as it attracts top acts in the air, at sea and on the ground, including most years music acts, not least Top Landing Gear's very own Roy Stride and his band Scouting for Girls, who've been regular headliners on the main festival stage. Now sadly, Roy was unable to join us in Bournemouth this year, but the three of us went without him anyway, much to the disappointment of the organisers in particular, who'd only invited us in the first place because of Roy's long association with the festival. But we were made to feel incredibly welcome, I have to say, and were hugely impressed by the scale of the event. We spoke to Bournemouth Air Festival director John Weaver about the challenges involved in getting an event of this scale up and running, especially with all the uncertainty during the pandemic. And just how do you go about booking the acts, not least ensuring that the red arrows are available when you want them? We also spoke to the wonderful Michelle Roberts, senior press and PR officer, who was instrumental in getting us along and who did such an amazing job looking after us, but for whom this sadly was to be her last year in the role. Well, we're enjoying a fabulous time here, Top Landing Gear, at the Bournemouth Air Festival. It's day three here now, and it's just been an absolute ball. But these events take a lot of putting together. John Weaver is with us. He's the Air Festival director. John, firstly, congratulations on putting together just the most fabulous event. How has it been coming back after the, the enforced year's absence? It is, it is really wonderful to be back. We, we, if we're honest with ourselves we were going to have a go at this and we didn't think it was going to happen really? it was up and down all, and then the government delayed the delayed the sort of the freedom days and we thought oh okay it was just keep going just keep planning see what happens and then i think with about five weeks to go we went this is going to happen <laughs> and i think everybody all the, we have these uh, you know when we're talking to all the emergency services and others we were all sitting in the same sort of teams room thinking yeah okay we've got to keep going but what what's going to what is going to be is it going to be yes or no and and when we said it was yes it was like right let's do this this is five weeks out five weeks out yeah we literally no obviously there's been a lot there was pre lot of pre-planning that we we did carry on planning so not we didn't start don't get me wrong we didn't start from scratch but really we were going through the motions i would say getting stuff together thinking is it going to happen and then we got it and we went right it is going to happen and we had to pull everybody together on this one and they all got behind us I mean obviously we're talking about our own events team and uh, who were immense in terms of what they did and get the logistics sorted out but all the other bits and pieces around them working with emergency services and working with public health Dorset who were so supportive Mm. I, I I would say they were right behind us all the way. They wanted to make it happen. We were taking advice from them constantly, and uh, they were brilliant. Um, but but it was just everybody pulling together to make it happen, and 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 we got here by the, the proverbial hook by by crook. We <laughs> got it landed. Um, the easiest bit, funnily enough, was actually booking the aircraft because obviously we were one of very few shows. <laughs> so it was like, oh, fine, okay. So we we, we got, got most of that sorted out. 
but yeah it's been it's been a really really interesting as it is with anybody in co- with, mm. with with covid now everybody does things and differently or has to squeeze things in at a mm. faster pace but you must have been i mean right up until the date you know when you're looking at the figures of, of sort of the government figures on, on covid and everything yeah. you must have certainly go we need to you know is this going to happen is this going to happen because it, it looks the, yeah the, the, the cases might have leveled off rather than be decreasing at the moment or, or yeah worse. and they were and obviously even after the you know that five weeks ago we you, you saw infection rates go up mm. and then you were Although you were watching those infection rates, you were also looking at, you know, obviously hospitalizations and, yeah. and, and such like. But what crept up behind us, which is the thing we never expected, was the pandemic. Yeah. And so the, yeah. a big concern for everybody was, yeah, we can. Have we, have we got the people there? And yeah. and, and including myself, yeah. I got knocked out three weeks ago with COVID. Um, our trading site manager got knocked out two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, fortunately, none of the other team. Went so we we basically had to start organising this event in from two destinations. So we had two teams separate, yeah. which they in case one got pinged, in, or, in case um, one got pinged, and then the other the yeah. other could come could come in. We had to bring in reserves um, in, and, and and even now we have reserves, so that if our events manager Helen Wildman or Tom Powell um, got positive, for example, today or tomorrow. We've got these other people shadowing so they can jump in again. So the biggest challenge, which was the one, you know, right at the end was we thought we were through it. And then, oh, my word, you know, <laughs> now we've got to deal with our people are going to be, be here. Are they going to get kicked off? I mean, no, it was going positive. Forget the 10 day stuff. It was being it's only when it went, went positive. Then, you know, they were out. That was it. It's been it's like a military operation. It really is. And putting in all those additional sort of standby scenarios. Yeah, it's a phenomenal effort. I have to say, you've clearly done a cracking job because wandering around the site, for want of a better word, the last couple of days, people are just absolutely loving it. They're they're taking the show, they're taking the stands and the stalls. Everyone just looks thrilled to be here. Yeah, I am am pleased. And what what we wanted after all this organisation was to see the result. It's one thing planning. And and you've seen, you know, many organisations, many major events and festivals you know, getting ready to do something and then getting knocked off at the last moment. And, and that, as you can appreciate, you know, mentally for people mm. is, is they, they want to see all that hard work in events. They want to see that actually happen and see the the experience and the joy that people have. And that's mm. why, why we do it. And those other events, a lot of the ones that can cancel are, are single site events, but you're a multi-site event. You're a yes. whole city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Which it is phenomenally impressive. Well, I, I, I hope people, you know, do. Um, I'm sure people do appreciate it, and and we we are saying to people, we're making sure people realise this wasn't this wasn't business as usual for us. This we actually said this was like the first air festival. We you know putting in all the COVID measures, dealing with. <coughs> You know, we had suppliers who would suddenly say, "Oh, we can't do it for you anymore," and having to find other suppliers. And uh, st- staff have talked about uh, that's where we've really had to think uh, very differently about certain things, and, and maybe something positive will come out of it. New ways of, do- of running the air festival in the future. So we will see. How many have you been involved with, John? I've been involved from the very beginning. So I, I was involved back in 2007 when we were looking at the concept of it, and then, and then, and then actually I launched it in 2008. And as air show director, as air show director, yeah, right through, You're right through, for everyone, yeah. For everyone, yeah, wow, yeah. So and many more to come. 
I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, how long I'm going to be around, but, but um, I hope so. It is a very big profile event for the town, and we really are quite, you know, we are quite proud of that, and uh, we want that, but that to con- continue in the future. Well, I think so. also you're obviously held in high esteem by uh, the, the forces, particularly, because they keep coming back, and the turnout here is huge. I mean, every second stall, either up here on the cliffs or down on the beach, is military. Yeah, uh, and I know that's not the f- sole focus of the of the festival, but it's a big part of it. And obviously, we like to support the military. Yeah, I mean, we do support the military, and uh, and Bournemouth, and actually Bournemouth, Paul and Christchurch, that we're part of now. We are, you know, we've always supported uh, the military and armed forces, and uh, and we are very pleased that they're here. And uh, and and actually, they've always committed one hundred percent to this event, and uh, which is which is something we want to continue. John, you said that the easy part was booking the flying displays. Yeah. Uh, red arrows, obviously, are a huge draw for any display. Yeah. And for many people, that will be make up their minds as to whether they're going to go or not, whether the reds are there. So which way around does it work it? Do the reds wait before they plan their diary to see when the Bournemouth Festival is? <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I, 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 they, they, I think we are like any other event. I think, I think the crew, you know, love to come here because of the nature of it. Um, but we put the bids bids in, and we sort of sometimes we're normally successful. It depends if you how far. In, sorry to interrupt. How far in advance do you put those? Bids oh, well, you've got to put the bids in in uh, sort of autumn time. So it's, yeah. it's, it goes in very early, and then the, the decision mm. on the allocation of the reds is normally early spring. Yeah. So we find out then. So we were we and same with the typhoon, which is in and the BBMF as well. We put those bids in very early. Um, and then it comes out then, and then we start booking the civilians are, are around that. Uh, so they are important, although in 2019, not, not, not although, yeah. we didn't have the Reds because they went yeah. to the, the US, and most shows didn't have the Reds, to be yeah. fair. Um, and I would say we coped. I think you can... But I'm, I'm not going to sit there ever and say, with, you know, we can do without the Reds because we can't. <laughs> and, and they are a critical part, I think, of, of many, many air, air shows around the UK. They, yeah. are, they, they provide that focus and, um, and bring people in. Yeah. And they are a fantastic air display, an incredible air display. But initially, do you have one weekend date in your drive that this is when the festival is going to be and then you ask the Reds if they're available yeah, we, that date? And what if they say no, but we could do the following weekend? Well, we, the thing about it is they, <laughs> they, they I mean, most of the time they, they won't say that, they'll just say yes or no. no. But what, I mean, we are, we provide it at this time of year for the industry. So it's because we're a destination, uh, a, a strong destination, uh, that we, we work with the with the, with the hotel industry mm. and with the hospitality industry, and this is the best weekend for them in terms of they wouldn't normally get many bookings, and this just you know you know if we didn't have the air festival this week, we would not have these numbers you know we'd have a tenth of the numbers you know mm. it, it would be that so so bringing all these people in is is, is 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 very much the focus behind putting this event on in Bournemouth. Um, so as a, as a um from a commercial point of view, do you know how much this adds to the, to the local economy? Have you got any well, we figures do, for this? We, we do an economic impact assessment um, every every year, yeah. and so we estimate it around thirty million is what our wow. estimate is. Um, and uh, we, so it is it is quite quite important. I think as important is also the profile it gives for the, for the destination. A lot of there are businesses that don't really benefit as direct as, as others. So the retail sector, for example. As you would expect, most people are travelling in, they're coming onto the seafront, and then they'll maybe go out to eat, they'll stay. And so the retail doesn't do as well. But, but, but you know, 
a lot of people do say, well, actually, it is important to raise that profile and, uh, and therefore, you know, we will support it in that respect. John, once the display is, is up and running... Are you actually able to sit back and relax and watch it, or are you always on the go? I, well, no, I, I'm, I'm, there's sort of a <laughs> command chain of, of, of I come in now when normally think what, what happens if something happens and I've got to deal with it. So we're on standby and that goes through the command chain, as you probably might appreciate. Yeah. At this moment in time, um, I'm actually okay. And by Saturday, a lot of things have settled down, so Thursday often. Um, but the team underneath me, uh, the events managers and the, and the events team, they are still working on the ground, dealing with a number of issues. Num- they're not major issues, mm. just to, you know, you can imagine the amount of trading we've got and, yeah. and all the different sort of security arrangements we've got in place. And, uh, you know, our biggest thing this year is toilets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the biggest challenge of any event organiser is lose, and it's just been a nightmare this year. Yeah. But without lose, you don't have a festival. You know, yeah. we, you go, you know, we went, it's a serious that we lost our supplier uh, of, of, of lose about two months ago um, who were, who'd contracted it who we were contract in and uh, trying to find them and by hook or by crook you know around the UK we grabbed bits here and bits there and then we had to find different people to service them which we never had to do before and even now you know we're We've got teams out there dealing with it. It's, if you mention toilets to the team, they will just go, I don't want the, the to The 2021 Bournemouth Loo Festival. Loo Festival. The, 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 if you ask the team, it's the Loo Festival. <laughs> Definitely the Loo Festival. Yeah. And, uh, John, four days is, is, is that's quite hefty in terms of a festival. Is, is, that, an, is that the optimum length for, uh, for for people to cover their costs in terms of, you know, they've got fixed costs, fixed costs of getting on and off site, so yeah. they need to four days to recoup their, their we, investment, as it were? Well, it, for us, the, the site doesn't... It requires a, quite a bit of infrastructure to set out. Our cost of infrastructure, compared to a lot of other seafront sites, um, is quite significant um, because of the nature of the topology of it. And therefore, as, you, as you've just rightly said the fixed costs you can displace if you run for four days it also gives you a bit of you know to get the differences in weather as well so if the weather changes you've got a few days but we've done some lots of projections you know over the time and said well could we do a weekend one or could we do a three-dayer three-dayer and four-dayer makes very little difference because it's it's virtually virtually the same uh weekend is possible but again as saying go back to what i've just said the infrastructure is so heavy you, you know you you just need to try and get that return back um you know as, as best you can um so so yeah we we, we go for a four day um because of those sort of those sort of costs that are coming in um which are always a which are always increasing every year <laughs> seemingly and, and will the plan always be to make it a free festival i suppose it's difficult yeah, for it not to you be. can't you can't uh, yeah. ticket it um no. he, i don't know if you remember but airborne eastbourne tried it and and the Im- i think the infrastructure costs alone were nearly a quarter of a million oh. and it's just it was just ridiculous and then you know and then of course it's, it's established and and uh, and people were just saying, "Well, how dare you?" And then everybody just watched it outside the zone. They, and the traders then went, "Well, we didn't. Go, where where is everybody? I'm not paying for it." From a flying point of view, um, obviously you've got some fantastic displays here. Are there any displays you wanted which you didn't get? Well, we've always 
wanted we always welcome some of the internationals you know the yeah. f16s the f18s and we've we've we have had them before uh, we'd like to get more international participation um and and that would be great yeah. um and so that would be always something that we we would we would love to have and obviously everybody wants the f35 yeah. you know to come in we all want that um, and, I, and I'll, I'll be I'll be eager to see if they actually do have a do do have a display in in the next few years because yeah. I think that will be a massive pull um, uh, if if the RAF decide to do that. Love to have the Harrier back, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, I'd love to have the Vulcan back. But yeah. that was a big. That was the Vulcan was as big as the Reds in terms of a draw. Yeah. Um, Seeing the Vulcan flying over a coastal. Uh, just doing a coastal display, which I've never seen apart from on YouTube, would be phenomenal. We yeah. used to watch it at Dunsvold, which is our local yeah. airshow, Wings and Wheels, which no longer exists. And uh, that's what everyone wanted to see, yeah. as much as the Reds, and maybe some, maybe more. The, well, the Vulcan was a big draw for us. For for last, it displayed here. The last one was 2015 before it was, you know, it was no longer a display asset. And the people it was yeah you you were to see that thing fly over the over the over the sea i mean it, it was a so-and-so number of times it went unserviceable yeah. and just oh no no we've got to tell everybody it's not coming we, but when we, it did come we were talking about this yesterday a, a couple of times at dunsfold you know specifically i would take my kids to see it and uh, and then over the Tanai, sorry guys, the Vulcan, you know, my t- I got, you, there's an audible gasp from 20,000 people, <laughs> yeah. audible oh, yeah. groan, and then lots of crying children, yes. including my own, yeah. probably including me. Yeah, we were all, we, yeah, it was always a, yeah. it was always a... Fingers crossed. Oh, like, yeah. we, you know, it was like, yeah, we've got it, and then, all oh, right, and everybody, like you said, and one, one, one day, one light came on as it was about to take off, and it was like, oh, no, it's not happening, and we went, one light, yep, that's it, it's not happening. So it's, uh, it's uh, but when it did happen, oh, wow. Um, it was it was worth it, so we never regretted it. And on the air show circuit in this country, Bournemouth is right up there, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a highly regarded dis- uh, display event. Uh, yeah, as an as a seafront air show. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, obviously you've got Riyadh and others, which have got a, yeah. for the real enthusiasts, it's got a fantastic you know selection as, mm. and, and, and and other shows, similar shows. But as a, a seafront free show, yeah, it, it is it is really we well, we feel it's really really well known and it has a high profile and we were just looking at apparently all our followers on various social media as we yeah. all do and it's just like oh it's right up there again this year yes. you know we've established it right back so it it, it, it does have that um, it does have that reputation yeah yeah well many congratulations john you've done a fantastic job you and your team and uh, it's running so smoothly i i'm sure there's a lot of paddling going on under the surface but it's <laughs> terrific many Thank congratulations you. good to talk to you all. thanks thank you We are with the, actually the most important person here at the Bournemouth Air Festival. It's Michelle Roberts, who, actually, what is your job title here, Michelle? Because you've kind of, kindly invited us. Well, you've rocked up. Well, we've that's, had some scran. We've gate-crashed. <laughs> but it's been great. No, it's fabulous. So I've been part of the Air Festival since we announced it as a, an event back in 2007. And that's when not a lot of people believe we could pull it off. And now 2021, the biggest, the best UK aviation event that you'll find for four days. So I'm honoured and proud to have been part of it since we launched it. And I've been part of every air festival since 2008. Gosh, that is quite a claim that statement you just made but it i believe it to be true actually it jolly well is to be fair <laughs> jolly well is <laughs> because it's land it's air it's sea yeah. and we try and bring the three of them together so we don't just rely on the aircraft because the aircraft don't fly what have you got to do 
be a bit bored. Maybe a submarine fly past or something. Like <laughs> yeah. You can one's happening anyway. Keep, keep it on the QT. <laughs> but what you've got is, is land entertainment. You've got traders, you've got peer-to-peer fun, you've got night air, which is the dusk flying. There's a Royal Navy programme in the lower gardens. There's family films. Um, previous years, we've had big concerts on the beach and Roy's been part of those. Yes. Um, Sorry you couldn't not here be now. here, by the way. <laughs> not quite but sure what's happened to him. He's it, sunning himself somewhere. It's not fair. <laughs> but um, even so, it's, it's an event that's four days. So, you know, if one day doesn't work out so great with the weather, you know, we've got three days to fall back on. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's a fantastic four days. It's free. It's by the sea. You've had a two-year gap, obviously, because of COVID. How difficult has it been to get the whole thing back up and running again? It, I, I can only speak on behalf of the work that I've done because the events team have been phenomenal this year. It's headed up by a really great mate of mine, Helen Wildman, who is the events manager. She has worked her socks off with the rest of the events team this year. They've overcome adversity. They've overcome challenges. You know, a new list of stuff to sort on a daily basis. They are awesome, and they're the guys that should take the credit for all this. They've done a great job, along mm. with the supporters and the emergency services and the partners and stakeholders. I get to do the fun stuff. I'm really lucky. <laughs> it's the people behind the scenes that are, you know, slogging it out. You know, yeah. a big shout out to them. And in many ways, it would be easier for the council or the powers that be to say, it's too difficult. We're not going to do this again. But credit to everybody involved that you have decided to continue despite all those challenges. It, I guess, shows how important this event is to the local community, but also in a wider sense to... Uh, the aviation industry and, and to, to aircraft and enthusiasts and, and equally families and people who want to come watch the sea stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as as part of the airshow world, it's a privileged world to be in. It's it's fantastic and it's great to be able to have an air festival this year. There's a lot that, that, weren't, that couldn't, that wouldn't, that weren't in a position to be able to do it, that weren't at a date where the restrictions had been lifted as such but because we're at that later time of the calendar year we were able to do it it was at one point can we should we could we would we but so proud to be able to do it you know four days I think a lot of people have been flying by the seat of their pants I think for the last couple of weeks but it's it's great to be able to do it for everybody involved for the people who work so hard to do it we've got so far and you don't want it pulled out from under you Mm. the emergency services who are part of the safety advisory group that is somebody you know a group of people that we refer to on a you know four weekly basis to make sure everything is doing what it should be doing um the visitors the people that come and support the people that will be sat here let's be honest on a day like this probably in a jumper (laughs) but still loving it and enjoying what they see because it's free and everybody is just itching to get out and have a bit of fun together from a commercial point of view obviously it's a free air show um it's great for the us aviation types who love to come how does the council justify it from a sort of financial point of view to put all this effort in what do they get back? So what we get is um, us as on the map as being a fantastic resort to come to. We are an eventful resort anyway. So it's not just the FS we have. We have Christmas Tree Wonderland, which is mm-hmm. an awesome six-week, fantastic lights in the lower gardens. There's the Bay Run that kicks off stuff at the beginning of the year. There's little pockets of entertainment that goes on throughout the year. But the Air Festival really for us is the jewel in the crown. It is the event that everyone looks to. From an air show industry, we're leading, we're dynamic, we do things a little bit differently. Um, and it's, it's a fantastic fantastic event that puts us on the map it supports the local economy it brings in an estimated 30 million pounds over the four days supports a vast number of jobs that's just in parking charges at the hotel here, isn't it? <laughs> very well said 
<laughs> but it's it's not just that. It's an opportunity for us to showcase ourselves over those four days. The amount of people that perhaps wouldn't have come here normally, or the amount of people that might have thought about coming. Oh, but it's free, so we'll pop along to see what it's like. They'll be the people that perhaps wouldn't have come to Bournemouth before and might be influenced to go further to uh, to Poole or to Christchurch or come back and you know enjoy the Christmas tree wonderland as well. In terms of a seaside air show, I mean, you've got Eastbourne just down the coast yep. there, which is a terrific display as well. But you're blessed here and that you have got Hearn Airport just around the corner. So the, the teams can actually base themselves there. So you've got really everyone on the doorstep here. Yeah, absolutely. So the airport are fantastic supporters. Without them, we wouldn't be able to have the air festival. Um, the pilots and planes are based up there. TSA Consulting are our flying display directors and they coordinate everything in the skies. Um, and then the pilots are based at the hotel that we take over for like five days and everyone's based there and it's 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 a happy bubble to be in it's really cool (laughs) very lucky in terms of the last 18 months that you've had to deal with and getting this show ready will that inform what you do in shows going forward are the things that you'll change permanently off the back of what you've had to do for this for the benefit of the show I don't think anything has changed that people would see front facing I think logistically the team have had to go out of their way to make sure that the bubble you know had it been a bubble situation that people are safe we're we're all doing covid tests on a daily basis otherwise we can't enter the multi-agency command the only thing that front-facing that's that's probably changing is that there's no night air concerts there's no pilot meet and greet session which we normally organize as well and there's no anchorage tours for the navy ships just as we've reduced that you know those those small little opportunities for people to be too too close together at one time but that could come back it could come back i think there's a will to want to do that the anchorage tours are incredibly popular the first question I got asked today was, are there going to be any meet and greets? Which was a real shame because that's, I mean, that's bad. Everybody wants to be the pilot, I found. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did you tell them that you were squadron leader? Even James. He's, no. <laughs> He's not proud. Yeah, so no, no wave, which is the, the, the concert yes. thing, which is why Roy's not here. Well, shame on him. Yeah. But though, but hopefully, you know, it's it's up to Wave to want to be able to put those stages on. We've had the smaller stages at the uh, down from Bournemouth Pier and Boscombe Pier, hmm. so we've had smaller smaller acts that have been on just to provide that smaller night acts than scouting for girls. Yeah. Is that wow. thing? <laughs> <laughs> shame on you. He's not here, so we can say yeah, what we like. Yeah, absolutely, can't defend himself. No, he can't. It's his own fault. <laughs> And, um, yeah, in terms of what we've got to look forward to, the flying display, it looks a really great display again this year. How testing is it to get these acts here year in, year out? So what we do first is we wait for our RAF allocation. And once we know that we're having the Reds, the Typhoon, Chinook or BBMF, we're then able to build the flying display programme around that with civilian teams. So the Blades, who are all ex-Red Arrow pilots, they have been with us every year since 2008, which is awesome. Um, we've got the Fireflies, we have got the Ultimate Warbirds, we've got the, uh, the Wing Walkers, we've got a little bit of everything. And they're yeah. all people who've been here with us before. So there's nothing new, but we've got an awesome lineup of people that we know that love coming to Bournemouth and entertainment that we know people love to watch so what's the first thing you do when you're planning an air show like this do you put your date in the diary and then see who's available or do you need to look at what the red arrows are doing first and then work your dates Sweet, around they there? work around us <laughs> 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 so, 
Our flying display team, which is TSA Consulting, Dave yeah. Walton, puts yeah. in the requests to the armed forces for us with our dates. Yeah. And we are recognised as a P1 event. So we do get a priority. We do make, you know, we are really lucky enough because of the footfall, the location. We always get a good crowd draw and that's what they want. They want engagement. They want to be able to meet the crowds afterwards. And we offer that. There's the RAF village, Army village, Royal yeah. Navy village. And, you know, there's two layers of... Um, event site as well so there's the overcliff and there's also the, the seafront as well so yeah. plenty of space for everybody spread out download your beach check app <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right okay on message yeah well done <laughs> quite right quite right so how will you now spend your four days is, is your hard work done now or has it only just begun trying to deal with people like us? Like this. Yes, oh, well, exactly. daft interviews is I never thought I'd have to do. Look, there's, um, there's lots of stuff that we do every morning after the pilot briefing. So there'll be a press that want to interview the pilots. There's a lot of reactive stuff that we do on the day as well. So, it, you know, we might get a call from the media. We need to speak to uh, John Weaver, our festival director, a local councillor. So we have to set up. Um, it's access, location, somewhere for them to be interviewed. Um, we've got the ti- Big Tigers VIP salute at the end of each day as well. And the Royal Navy have their um, entertainment programme in the lower gardens. Lots mm. to do on social media. So, yeah, we keep, we keep really busy. At I the risk it. of asking a negative question, and you may, it may have a very positive answer. In terms of the community within Bournemouth, how do they view the noise that the air show brings for four days and evenings? Some of them love the noise, and it's a small percentage. Some of them haven't got any hearing left. <laughs> Some of them can't hear anymore. <laughs> There's a small, I mean, understandably. And they're the ones you appeal to. Yeah. I love yeah. them. <laughs> understandably, there are a small percentage of people that um, perhaps, whose pets get a little bit upset by the jet noise. Yeah. But a majority of people absolutely love it. They yeah. thrive on it. It's a great excuse to have your family and friends over to come and stay for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And it very much puts Bournemouth on the map, as you've been saying. Absolutely, yeah. I'm doing your job for you now. You're doing a great job, well <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Michelle, thank you. And thank you so much for, I'm saying inviting us. I'm not sure that that's no, quite just, how it happened. We just turned up and expected passes or yeah, something. Yeah, and we got them. And breakfast. And, and breakfast. coffee. And most yeah. importantly, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a winner. And thank you for coming. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, really? I think yeah, thanks for massive. Us, really. Yeah, exactly. We're thrilled to be here. See you next year then. Great. Have Absolutely. a wonderful weekend. Thanks. You too. Take care. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks. Well, huge thanks to everyone who took time to talk to us. And remember, you can hear more interviews from the Bournemouth Air Festival and all our Top Landing Gear podcasts wherever you normally get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on social media at Top Landing Gear and get in touch with us by email at info at toplandinggear.com. That's info at toplandinggear.com. Two Gs. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 